Welcome to Oral Fixation, the podcast where there is no fucking secret. Every episode, me and my best friend Andy take an album that's important to the queer experience and use it as a backdrop to discuss not only the music, but also our journeys as members of the LGBTQIA plus community very proudly. This episode, we discuss Northern Star by Melanie C. This was released in 1999 by Virgin Records. Any music or audio clips are used entirely for the purposes of review and critique. We hope you enjoy listening. Now turn to us. That's great. <laughs> Are we on? We're on. Is there any way that you wanted to open this? I wanted to open this by um, acknowledging the fact that in oral fixation's history, Pantheon, Pantheon, legacy, epoch, <laughs> epoch, epochs. We've only ever done a double feature on two artists. The first was Gaga. The second was Madonna. Oh. I hadn't noticed. (laughs) Correct. The third. Boy George. How? I'm just throwing, I'm spitballing. No, but. Don't spitball because (laughs) (laughs) rescind the spit because this is the third one and it's milk. It's milk. And that leads me to ask you this. (laughs) Milk. Milk. (laughs) On the main stage. I mean, it was a lot of emotions for safe. But should Mel C be the third person that Oral Fixation Instagram follows? Could be, could be. And I think we'll decide that at the end. At the end. Because the way I listened to this album in preparation, I listen, we're, we're listening to Northern Star by Melanie C. It's listens. And it's, and it's, and we listened. <laughs> it's not, and, and listeners note, it's not Mel C. It's not actually Malk. It's Melanie, Melanie C. C. Um... And it's I, always been Melanie C. It, it hasn't. It uh, hasn't. That's on the agenda. Okay. The agenda. Okay. I really wanted to, and I found it actually very easy. It wasn't an effort. I wanted to listen to this in um, the vacuum of this album in its in its solo existence, and then I listened to it in maybe Melanie C's further stuff. But also, you can't ignore where it sits in '90s, early 2000s pop lore. So, speaking of the timeline, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Spice World released in 1998. I thought 97. Oh, no, sorry, you're right. Spice 96, Spice World 97, Jerry leaves Leaves in 98. May 98, 98. the little whore. (laughs) Then... Then they're all like, fuck it for a bit. Well, they're they're, they're fuck it for a bit, but then they do come back for forever in 2000, right? Post this. Post this, which is very that. that. So... This is in the middle. The Spice Girls still exist as they, a they do. They do. But they've split off and done their own thing because Mel C was the first person to go solo with Brian Adams, Correct. right? Baby, when you're gone. Correct. I realise I'm in love. Correct. Mal B was picking up the rear with the iconic I Want You Back feet. Missy, Missy Mr. Mina Elliot, Elliot, produced by Timberland. Featured on the soundtrack to... Uh, if you're gonna say Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, yeah, you need yeah, Word yeah, Up. Yeah, yeah, I mean Word Up. Wait, but who featured on Word Up? Mel, just... Mel B. Feet Mel B. Melanie G. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Gulzar. It was Melanie Gulzar, thank you very much. Yeah, and so all sorry. he wanted was Mel B's money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tell me. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so just to go to rewind. <laughs> Where it's 1999. Mm. In fact, I want to say it's winter 1999. Interesting. Wait, no. But the reason we'll get onto it. But Northern Star, the title track to this, which wasn't the lead single, but 
was released as a single. Was. Uh, is, is, it just sounds like winter to me. Mm. It sounds like winter. I've got a playlist called The Frost Is Back On, Ooh, which is all about songs that aren't Christmas songs, but they're winter songs. They remind me of winter. Remember mm. when you remember. Check out the Kate Bush album, 50 Words for Snow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen to that in winter. Okay. Continue. Mm. Mm. So, Northern Star reminds me of that. But anyway, so, just to set the scene, um, Mel C has, is, is still part of one of the biggest girl bands They've of all technically time. never, ever, ever split up. Oh, officially. really? Ever. Yeah. Ever? Ever. Never. Ever. So, but anyway, she's like, her rise to fame came from being the band and she wanted to experiment with a solo career. Was very inspired by, I mean, are we, are we going to start? Save that for now. Okay, but push forward with this new album. With things that she was listening to at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Made by certain idols. Idols, her, yes. Yeah. Um, we're not quite at that section <laughs> yet. Speaking of listeners, how do you feel about that? Do you want more? Do you want less? Email in. I don't know if we even discussed it on air or afterwards. I love. I didn't know I you were going to do that. And it. I loved that. I knew it. Yeah. Anyway, so... Here she comes, and the lead track, the opening track, sorry, not the opening track, the lead single was going down, right? Mm. Am I on clue, or is that not the lead single? You're on it, and that's, it's all part of it. But that's you know? such a, like, look, bit of a spoiler, skipping to the end. This album, to me, that there are the highs are high. Okay, there are some hits, some misses, but going down to me is just such a weak opener mm. lead sorry is such a weak lead single go the opener produced by william orbit that's a lead single to me why was that never a lead single interesting why very interesting well my child pull up a pew go on then sit down there's an old-fashioned <laughs> over there waiting for you. it's actually can you just put my water please yeah really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. parched Dum, dum. I tried to catch a falling star. This album was one of the first ever albums I put on the spreadsheet for all fixation when we were spitballing ideas for topics. What? Why? And I remember thinking, well, we're going to do the Spice Girls anyway, of course. But there's something about this album, this artiste who pulls me in. And um, dear loyal listeners, some of you would remember episode four, Girls Aloud, where we briefly explored... The legend of Miss Melanie C and and her significance in the Spice Girls and in the grander girl band pantheon mm. of um, r- rising to fame as a talented young individual in a variety of performing arts, but so f- just so happens that she fell into the the gr- the most successful girl band the world has ever seen. Um, huge, like you just described this album, huge highs. Um, Lolo is the Spice Girls bubble burst after two years. Mal C is the only one of the five Spice Girls who has consistently committed to a solo musical career since the Spice Girls stopped producing music. It doesn't mean that that was always good, and it certainly doesn't mean that it was always commercially successful. Quite the opposite, actually. Um, she's going through a fantastic resurgence at the minute, which we'll get to, but... Um, in my opinion, she's the only one of the five who has also always shown commitment to um, songwriting. She has a phenomenal voice, and I would gleefully call her Jobsworth Spice, but it's because she has that sometimes annoying but very admirable drive and ambition. Um, and well, she's she is always that Capricia Corn. She is that Capricia Corn. But this album, touching on what you just said about songs like Go and Going Down. The reason I think this album is queer Uh, is not just because of her visual aesthetic for going down. It's because this album, even from the opening lines of Go, is about someone who has um, found her life's dream. She's found the gold at the end of the rainbow, but it wasn't in the way that she necessarily wanted it. She became one of the most famous female singers on the planet, but the Spice Girls clearly weren't her personal thing. It was a collective and it was hugely successful, but it wasn't her taste. And this was her opportunity 
to use her fame to become the artist that maybe she always wanted to be. And I feel in going through, I think that the, um, it's almost as if the, um, the defining factor of this album is its undoing. Because I think in listening to this album all the way through, every single song, and I need to give props to Peter to this because he, he said it, but it sparked off a further point. She's trying on a different genre with every she single is. different song. She is. And that, I think, means that the album lacks cohesion. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's like she's gone into the dress-up box and she's like, okay, suddenly Monday, I'm trying on musicals. Totally. Um, I turn to you, I'm going to do dance music. Never be the same again, I'm going to do R&B. Going down, I'm going to be a rock chick. It's like trying on all of these different facades. It's very Kylie Minogue, did it again. It is. Video, film clip. Um, it's drag and it's queer. It's drag and it's queer and it's an iconic fashion moment. It's also actually, um, not to shit all over Peter's point completely, because I actually do agree with it, but it's also very, um, what's the word? It's 90s pop album in that a lot of the big pop stars were doing albums where they would just spaff out loads of different genres. The cohesion that we have come to expect from big, fantastic pop albums now wasn't as common then. But I also think all of these things are true. I think you're right. She was trying all of these different costumes and genres. It's probably her chance to be like, oh, I just want to try all these things out. She did come up through musical theatre and definitely The Rock, the kind of lesbian. The rock lesbian vibe yeah. is about as far as you can get from the Spice Girl aesthetic. Yes. And like looking back on it now, even in having this discussion, I don't hate that. Like if you think mm. about the box that, like especially being sporty Spice, mm. the, the great thing about the Spice Girls, and we discussed it in the episode with Bex, but the great thing about the Spice Girls is that they all had their kind of little brand thing Mm. and they could move as far as they could inside the box but they could never escape the box Mm. sporty always had to be whatever the outfit Mm. brief was she was going to be the one in tracksuit and a Mm. and a singlet like it was always vest for our uk listeners um and this time she's like right fucking Break spotty, yeah. spotty, 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 rude, <laughs> me, spotty, spice. But like, why not? Why not? Try, like, why there not? are tracks on here that sound like, um, they could be a garbage track. Mm. Why could be a garbage track? Mm. I think going down sounds like a garbage track. Yeah, and I kind of think, even though it doesn't necessarily like listening to the album, it's just like, wow, I'm fucking just going through the pick and mix, mm. and I've got a banana, and now I've got a fizzy coke mm. bottle, and now I've got a um chocolate button and while that's not like easy to the palate Mm. i kind of don't hate that there's such an amount of variety and you understand why right it fits everything fits this this narrative this theory of someone wanting to break free and experiment and try out all the things that maybe they wanted to do before but for this very short two-year period they had to sit in this very defined box yeah never forget who you are Northern Star. Correct. <laughs> now, what I think is really special about her career, and, and, and just the last thing on Malsi being the solo spice we go for, is that the other four have not had a trajectory like this. They've all done their own things, but Malsi has played with her musical genres and images with the most commitment. And some would say maybe she's had the most failures in that way as well, but... um she has demonstrated that she has always been in it for the music. And that's not to say that the other four, there's anything wrong with them not being in it, but I admire that. I admire that out of the Spice Girls, she is the most legitimate musician and she's never really given up on the music. Yeah. She's actually kind of not really... She was like a judge on something, but... Compared to the others, yeah. She's not done... It's been albums and musical theatre and I think that's kind of been it. Yeah. Right? So... um, Good on Milk. Good on Milk. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoy going down. Now, <laughs> well, muzzle tough to Tom. At the age of eight, <laughs> I do remember that song coming out and thinking, what is this? Were you a bit vexed? Shit. Yeah. I was your boss, Vex. <laughs> 
I was fuming. I just remember thinking this is just nothing like what you were doing before. Little did little eight-year-old me know that was entirely the point. And now I actually vibe it. I stomp to it. I pound down the street. So it's interesting that you do not love it. Well, because it is garbage to me. It's garbage uh, '90s grungy with more melody. I'd say. Shout out to Liam. Um, I don't know. I just thought, like, there are songs on this album that are kind of iconic to me. Yeah, we'll get onto oh, it. Yes, but of all of the ones, if you're picking the, this is your debut out into the world, and you and you pick going down. Now I know why she did it. She did it for all the reasons we just said. Sporty be gone, you know. But I think that there are also songs on that album that are enough of a departure from what she was doing with the Spice Girls that would have had more of an impact. I agree. Personally, I agree. Okay. Yeah. I, going down, I find a bit, dare I say, screechy. Interesting. But iconic that she uses the term bitch. Yes. Did they? Would the Spice Girls have ever? Never. They would never. They would never. They would never. What? Why not? I don't know. But whatever. But that felt to me like young okay, fans, young you fans. know. Um... Let us not forget that she was also in her very early twenties. Yeah. This is the thing that's fucked as yeah. well. All the Spice Girls when all when they were all doing so their young. um uh, uh solo career stuff. Like fucking out of your mind, True Steppers featuring Victoria Beckham. No, this tune's gonna punish you. No, it was Beckham by then, right? I scream, you're out of your mind. Anyway, she was like 21 or 22. That is crazy because forever in my mind, they will always be so much older than me. Older than me. I mean, I mean, they are. They that's are. actually the truth. Yeah. But looking back at them, still, I still feel like they're older than me then. But even if I if I were to watch that video now, I'd be like, there is Victoria Beckham on the screen. And she is a woman older than I am now. Which for you is Ancient. Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's Billy in Hocus Pocus getting his mouth <laughs> cut. Punch! <laughs> you mistake. Do you know what, hun? It's Joe Biden. It's Joe. It's Joe. Yeah. It's Joe. Whereas actually, they were a little Kamala. Yeah. They were younger than the members of Little Mix are now. That's that blows fucked. my mind. That's yeah. so fucked. So why are we saying this? Well, they were all just kind of kids in the candy store. They were five of the most famous girls in the world. One of them had made it very clear that she wanted to end things there and then. So the other four mm. were like, well, put it in the fuck it bucket. Mm. Um, go. Okay. We need to. We need to. It's the immaculate section. Okay. Go. Does it need a theme tune, the Immaculate section? Um, what's one of the, um, what's the main song from the Immaculate? Justify My Love? Yeah, yeah, or Rescue Me, but Justify My Love is more. Uh, um, All right, cool. So just, I would reckon just, as you start, as we start the section, just the... Great, love it. Damn. It's actually very queer. I took some photos to... in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> It's very queer to stop trying to hide away from your um, what you really want to be. Yeah. And mine is actually just to have a Madonna podcast. Yeah. And it's queer to accept that and own it. Mm. So I'm fulfilling our destiny, our manifestation, our brand. Yes. Yeah. Right. Go. To Coke. me. Go. go. Yeah. To me, go is the pure Shaw's distillation <laughs> <laughs> of... Willie Morbit. Yeah, right. In the like the sixties kind of like um guitar, the like do 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 and then you get the like the you've you've got the kind of like and then the do 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 and then you get the flute. And the flute when it's that's Willie Morbit. All of that mixed up is Willie Morbit. It's fucking go is beautiful stranger's sister. Right. That is why I love Go so much. Mm -hmm. It's also kind of iconic because of the lyrics. Mm. It's very... Oh, 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 you you think you're running things? You're not running things, hun. I'm out of here, okay? <laughs> the opening line is, I've got to go find another direction. I've got to go. I want to get your attention. For the, once. The, right. Ah. The chorus is very... I've now left the Spice Girls and become mm. this hot um, yeah. lesbian grunge rocker. rocker. But, but the verses are very uh, relationship oriented. Yes. Well, that's the thing. I think that oftentimes 
um, it's easier for an artist. Because Mel, Mel C doesn't want to piss off Baby. She doesn't want to piss off Posh. And she don't want to piss off Scary. So by making it... Taking these lyrics of emancipation, but then kind of... Mimi. It's the emancipation of Mel C. It's the, the, the emancipation <laughs> of Melk. Um, putting them in, in the context of a relationship is kind of a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yes, right to you. I get yeah, you now. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, yeah, Do you smell? So, I... But it's, it was also... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a film called Whatever It Takes starring James Franco and Shane West. West. No. It's the opening track from that film. Got it. Go. I never... I We paid the Immaculate Section dust. Well, you didn't. William Orbit, great. But there's a re- there are through lines There's here. through lines Go here. on then. So Malsey actually approached Madonna to ask her to mentor her for her first solo album, which I think is really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, did she in any way think that Madonna was going to say yes? Well, Madonna actually didn't say no, but right. what she did instead was connected her with William Orbit yeah. and was like, right, have a go on my producer. Mm-hmm. Um, William Orbit in my memory, produced a lot of the album. He actually only produced only this one song. He only produced Go. That's what I was going to talk to you about. Because I was like, as as I, I listened to it recently, thinking that it was all William Orbit. And I was no, like, it's not. William Orbit produced Suddenly Monday? No. Oh, no. He could never. Um, most of the songs apart from Go were actually written. And this goes the same for... Jerry and I think Emma were written with key spice collaborators. Okay. So Julian Stannard, Richard oh, I think I've got, I've mixed up the names. I think it's Julian Gallagher and Richard Stannard, who was also worked with Kylie for Eons. Um I think that's actually kind of cool that each of the girls went back to their solo back to the Spice Girls collaborators and did a lot of solo stuff with them and that was all kind of not an issue for each other. Um, especially what, what was going on with Jerry at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not a William Orbit production. She does go, she moves on. Northern Star, thoughts? Love. I actually find that, like we were talking about the winter thing, that Northern Star is one of the standout tracks to me. And it's... It's kind of playing with, it's, what am I trying to say? It's not, it's unexpected. Whereas going down is kind of like so deliberately like pushed mm, yeah, in, the other, yeah. in the other direction. Northern Star feels to me like a departure from something that Spice Girls would do while still feeling like it's um it was authentically Malsey. Yes. Yeah. Melanie C, sorry. Melanie C. And she, like, it's it's also seems very autobiographic because she is from the north and she is a star star. yes you know uh i that song really struck a chord with me when i was younger when i first heard it and i still go back to it to this day and i i've got a lot of love for northern star me too me too i think when i was younger i didn't have a lot of love for it because i probably didn't appreciate it but it's um a very beautiful sentimental but mature adult composition which I think is great considering actually her age mm. um, I have learnt my lesson well the truth is out there I can tell yeah um, now 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 come on <laughs> uh, this was the the first banger for me as a child was that okay just it's... really quickly in terms of the order that the singles were released it was number three we've gone in order so, so far so it goes going down northern star never, never be the same, be the same again because again. again that's like very different a, ve- a, a huge well not a huge departure actually from what the spice girls were doing because the spice girls were very r&b no no they hadn't been yet they hadn't been at this point. No, the first, like the first Spice, it has flecks of R&B in it. Flex. Not, mo- but not that kind of turn of the century, no. turn of the millennium R&B. Which never be the same again. Is. is never be the same again. Is play me on American radio. That it's, it's so very that. Mm. It's also, it's all about forbidden secret love. It's a duet with another woman. It's kind of a bit lesbian. In that video, I feel like we have license to say this as 
proud card-carrying members of the LGBTQ community, and we love our girls out there. We love them. Melanie C could not look more like a stereotypical lesbian in 1999. Right. The six-pack is chiseled. Mm. Melanie chiseled. The frosted tips are iced. There's not a speck of makeup. It's iconic. It's iconic. And she is everything you just said. She's in a sapphic relationship with an R&B legend who's so no longer with us. Do you want to do your joke? Face to rest. Oh, I just fucked that. Uh, well, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna do it. Surprise us. But, okay. no, no, I'll do it now. I'm just thinking, okay. look, if this offends anyone, I'm really sorry. But okay. in my defense, this is Trixie Mattel's joke and not mine. Cool. So. The woman who did Anne Frank for the Snatch Game. <laughs> the woman. Shh, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. <laughs> sorry, that's one of our lines. Um, what do, <laughs> do you know, did you know Shah, as in my sister, was in a performance of Anne Frank and she was playing Anne Frank and she was so bad that halfway through the first act, someone in the audience screamed, she's in the attic. Come on now. Right, anyway, this, so the joke is, joke? what do TLC and Kennedy Davenport have in common? Both of their left eyes are dead. Sorry, hun. None of this will probably make it to the final ep. But anyway, so let's be the same again. It's a banger. And that, what? That was number one, right? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, you are so spot on though with Winter 1999, can I just say. Thank you, Slady. Uh, thank you, Slady. Um, well, it was Britain's 18th best-selling song of 2000. It was Melanie C's first solo single to reach number one. There you go. Correct. And that is actually kind of cool and iconic that she'd already released two singles and they hadn't made much of a Mm. kink in the steel. And traditionally, if you're on single three and one and two haven't done well, it's not looking good It's not looking good, girls. It is not looking good. Your B-list at Capital at that point. If you think this single was good, <laughs> oh, bitch, she was saving single oh, for, and for I turn the to the next one. Yes. But interestingly, and actually with both, never be the same again. And I turn to you. The versions that were released commercially are not the same as the ones that were on the album. Hex Hector. So some gay was like, we need to turn. The and bloody heat It up. wasn't an intern. An intern wouldn't have had this power. It was a record label exec. Have had the range. Who had been out on a night in heaven. Yep. The club, not the astral plane. And thought, this needs some poppers. He realised how much the remix of Who Do You Think You Are in Spice World, the movie, slapped. And was like, we this need to sound. do that on Never Be The Same Again. And we need to do that on I Turn To You, specifically I Turn To You, to the point where, when we were in the car yesterday listening to this album coming home, and the regular I Turn To You was on, Peter was like, this isn't, we're listening to the incorrect song. It's very, the original version of Missing by Everything But The Girl before the Todd Terry remix. And I, but I view the Todd Terry remix as the canon version of that song. You know who else does? Everything But The Girl. (laughs) Everyone but the girl. You can't ignore things like that. No. And you can't ignore I Turn To You. And if Never Be The Same Again was for American radio, I Turn To You was for specifically UK slash Europe slash homosexual radio. Yeah. I remember first seeing that video where she's... And that video, the look, is very different to going down. It's a look. It's long hair. It's wet. It's very... It's Ibiza. It's very... It is exactly Ibiza. And it... I've written down here in my notes that when I saw that video, it just says, I turned to you, was obviously iconic. That video, like, look, we're, we're not gonna, she, at that time, she did have an eating disorder. Yeah. Her body, though, was wow. Yeah. No, I'm not glamorizing it. I'm no, just saying no, no, she no. looked, she just did look, she looked the part. I'm not. She looked phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it's an important part of Melanie C's kind of, I keep crapping on with this word law, but you know what's it the word It is law like? though. She has always struggled with eating disorders. Yeah. And um, yeah. But I remember seeing that video, 
she's in that like orange kind of like top. Her hair is wet and long and it's very kind of lagoon lass. Mm. And mm. it's like, she's kind of like, it's like sped up and then slowed down. It's it's not a million miles away from the Ray of Light video. Just thinking mm. of that now. Mm. Um, but I remember seeing this image on the screen and hearing the music and asking myself, what, like, th- this is Ibiza, but what's Ibiza? Mm. Like, I would have been 13, 12 or 13 at this point and thinking like, this, I know that this is European dance music, but I don't know what that mm. landscape looks like or what that means, but this is it. This is it. And that was really exciting to me. Mm. And that there are like kind of crashes of thunder and flashes of lightning. Strobes. It's strobes, it's just strobes. Um, I was obsessed with that. And that was number one for a whilst. Right? Right, sure. That was summer, that was summer though, 2000, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So it was actually quite a long album campaign and props to her, Mama. Yeah. Because then when did Forever come out then? Forever came out in 2000. Well, I tell you fucking what then. Wait. Because Goodbye came out, Christmas 2000, Christmas 1996 was Wannabe. Yeah. Christmas 1990, sorry. Goodbye was um, Christmas 98. Eight. Yeah. So, but Goodbye was on forever, but it had been out for years. Yeah, she'd been out. She'd been done out. Yeah, yeah. Unlike me and you, she was out in 1998. Yeah. So, well, (laughs) I was teaching on the edge there, Dolly. But sorry, just to clarify, (laughs) Lulu's like this, darling. Shout out to Lulu being Emma Bunton's (laughs) sugar lump alter ego. Um, Anyway, so... Just to clarify, because I don't want people to think that I thought that Wannabe was Christmas number one. 1996, Christmas number one, Two Become One. 1997, Christmas number one, Too Much. And then 1998, Christmas number one, Goodbye. And that was the goodbye to Jerry. Then they all go off and do the separate things. Come back. By summer 2000, I Turn Two comes out. So then Forever must have come out just at the very end of 2000, right? Yeah. Because Holla, Holla. Holla, 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 come, come on. on. That would have been... But then for Holla and Let Love Lead the Way, Melcy's look is kind of back to the... No, no, no. I don't think it's that far from Isn't it um, short I hair? Turn To You. Well, it was short, but it was blonde. She went yeah. blonde for I Turn To You. She was baby blonde. And uh, no. So, no. Sorry, but I Turn To You, her hair is long and she has... So she cut it. So some fucking scissors. <laughs> <laughs> We've crapped on about this for about six minutes. She had a haircut. <laughs> so moving she's on. She's very queer. Yeah, she's queer. <laughs> um, the album tracks. Okay. Okay. So she had a good run. She had a good run of singles. She had a good run. There is no excuse for the song about homelessness. Oh no! Come on, it no, was her. it was her. Little... Homelessness is really fucking sad. Mal C is a great pop star. That doesn't mean that that song should exist. <laughs> it was her sort of um, Another Day in Paradise. It was very that. And was that well received? No. Wait, are you talking about the Phil Collins version? Absolutely. Or the Brandy and Ray J? Well, we loved the Brandy and Ray J, but we weren't old enough to see how fucking patronising it was. <laughs> and did Phil Collins give any money to charity? Maybe. I don't think. <laughs> did he not? Well, he probably did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that it, I know what you mean. There are certain tracks that stand out a bit like a sore thumb for the wrong reasons. I see your, I turn to you and I see your... Um, <laughs> Here we go. What's, what's, the, what's the name of the homeless one anyway? Um, if that were me. If that were me. I see your if that were me and I raise you. I'm sorry, I've got to raise you and I'm raising it high. Come on. Suddenly fucking Monday. Suddenly Monday. It's, it's musical theatre, dolls. It's, it's Sylvia Young. It's stages. Stages. <laughs> 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 it's one day I'll be on Blues Brothers. No, Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. And she got, like, she was well received on Blood Brothers. Flawless reviews. Yeah. She is phenomenal at musical theatre, but again doesn't mean it should be on this album. Yeah. Oh, honey, Linda, listen. Uh, honey. A- what if that said? And, oh, go on then. I love her cover of Do A Lippers Be The One. <laughs> do you know what though? Okay. okay With all it's, that it's, said, it's a good song. Do you know what? Walking here, I, I'd had a bit of a like full on day. I was a bit stressed. 
and I just put on Be The One and it was just that like okay easy listening this is fine I like it's it. calming me down the, the album track that stands out most to me if we're not counting Go which we should and is my favourite but if not um, an homage to a future icon that she didn't even know she was referencing yet Gaga Gaga oh, right. crazy okay. foolish sorry do you not love that song for wanting you Actually, look, I don't know. I feel like I just don't really have an opinion, but it is a good song. It's a good song. Okay, I, well, look, of the album tracks, I like yeah, yeah. that one. I'm I also confused. felt. I thought maybe that was a single, but it wasn't. I also um, liked that Closer was in the same ilk as Michika Latino. It was kind I like of that, like, Baleric. Baleric, but like yes. chilled, more chilled Baleric. It's a bit of a. I don't need to have a Spanish mum to have a Spanish guitar. Because <laughs> this was post Michiko, right? Post Michiko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, uh, about five minutes ago, I said something inaccurate. Oh! I, oh, sorry. No. Go, no, go. Yeah, come on. Go on then. This is recorded for prosperity okay. and preservity mm. and preservatives and okay. mentoring. Go on then. I said <laughs> that. If That Were Me were an album track. <gasps> she released that as a single? She released that. Wait. And it's hardly this. <laughs> Sorry, After I Turned To You. It was single number five. So how many singles in total? Five. Five. So If That Were Me was the final. It was single. How no. do you... Sorry. Sorry. Again, though. Look. She's riding the high of I Turn To You and she's like, the next thing we need to put out there is the homeless one. We can't always blame her. Record level executives had a lot of power, but she chose to write that. Fair play. It is on her shoulders. It's on her very well-toned shoulders. Yes, very... And I mean toned now. Like, her body's phenom. A few years ago at uni with said aforementioned sister, I had a fantastic bar job at the Manchester Academy and because in Manchester, the university owned like, the gig venues, I could just do a bar shift and see an amazing gig. It was where I got to see the Kylie anti-tour and shit like that. And I could not believe my luck one day when I went to collect my shifts back then. You just go to the office and sign up for shifts no apps then kids and um Shifts. they were like do you want to do Mel melanie c and i was like excuse me <laughs> you mean you mean like the actual one and like, yeah yeah she's doing academy three now academy three to our american and australian listeners it's not academy one it's not academy two it's the little basement room in a city so birmingham has one manchester has one it's tiny. This was, for full disclosure, it was post-second Spice Girls reunion. Yes, correct, it was. And it seemed to be before the, the Wait, this kind of wave of... second Spice Girls reunion? Sorry, the first. The first, I mean. So they, yeah. they reunited in 2007, and I was, I was at uni 9 to 12, so I would have seen her maybe up to 2011 or 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was this tiny room. It was sold out. It was packed. Not hard to sell. It was about five people in there. Yeah, right. But um, I remember being so starstruck at seeing one of my idols so close, but also Closer. kind of flabbergasted that she um, was in such a tiny, tiny venue. Did you feel a bit like sorry for her? It was a bit of a weird, I feel sorry for you, but I'm very grateful to be seeing you so up close and the passion in the room was electric well she, you know interesting you should say that because i have also seen mel c live as a solo artist at heaven mm. in um london which for those of you who don't know um is a gay club probably the biggest gay club in london um and i was there with deep sis of the friend Shah and truest maddest deepest friend of the pod max Harriman, shout out to Max. We had just gone, just three little, you know, giggly gals out on the on the street. Oh, we didn't, didn't even we didn't know to see a Spice Girl. That we night. didn't know that we were about to see one fifth of the most iconic girl band in history. Okay, I wanna go. I wish she'd performed go. We're just lolling on the dance floor. I think at this point we're all single. We're all just kind of like you know, just 
just, you know, acting a fool, of course. All of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, what's the name of the guy? What's the heaven Jeremy. Yeah, thingy. With his dog. Yeah. He's a sweet guy. He's done a lot for the community, doll. Yeah, he just beans on toaster, (laughs) G-A-Y. Anyway, he comes on stage and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so pleased to announce and welcome onto the stage. Stages. Stages. Melanie C. We were shook. And you know what? This would have been 2014, maybe? 15? She killed it. Oh, absolutely. She killed it. She did all of the old tracks, but she also did new ones, which were great. Um, One of the ones that I, by mistake, referenced earlier that I'm going to reference now. Think about it. It's incredible. It's, it's such incredible. a good song. It's playing in the background now. When that came out, I remember thinking, yes, but, well, actually, she performed that at the gig that I saw as well, so it would have been a similar era. Oh. Or maybe two or three years apart. Yeah. I remember thinking out loud just accosting some poor woman in the street and probably saying if um kelly clarkson if pink yes if katy perry released this song because it's very sort of that dr luke pre-scandal yep very sort of max martin-esque mm. if kelly clarkson had that song it would have been enormous mm. there is not a flaw in that track no um that's from an album called the sea which is actually a really great album um, so, Malsey's solo career outside of this. Should we do a quick... We can't ignore that she's now pretty much as popular as she's ever been. So you were lucky enough to see the 2019 Spice World Tour. Yes. And she did something very clever with that, where she would, um, you know, part of that tour, I'm so devastated I didn't get to see it, but um, it was about this rebirth, this modern day version of girl power with inclusivity and making everyone feel mm. welcome yeah. and um, the, the branding everything was just so on point um, I'm so happy that you got to see it Thank but you. during the tour she would um, do these solo gigs with Sink the Pink yes and for those who don't know Sink the Pink is a drag collective mm. um, based in London that have uh, they used to do lots of performances at the work, um, Bethnal Green Working Friends Club, huge parties, which has now that which they've now parlayed into this huge festival oh. called Mighty Hoopla. Um, but Andy, carry on. Well, what I found particularly interesting about that is not her, not so much her um, really out and proudly associating with a queer performance art troupe. They've always the Spice Girls have always known how important their gay fan base is, <clears throat> but. She would be on stage at Mighty Hoopla um, with four other drag queens as the other members of the Spice Girls and doing some, you know, fantastic Spice numbers. But this is um, a woman who has spent 20 years trying to make her own music that she wants to produce and to be defined by and sitting in interviews and people saying to her, when are you and the girls going to get back together? Yeah. And, and I love that because that's the question that I wanted to be answered. But I've seen them reunite i've i've seen them on that amazing 2007 you tour you saw the 2019 tour we're so happy for them and i've always like i mentioned in the girls out episode kind of empathized with mal c in that she didn't want to be always what everyone else wanted her to be however there's come a point very recently where it's felt like she's completely embraced that and thought i can actually be myself i can have my own unique thing but maybe the universe is pushing me into this direction. So when she did the Spice World tour that you saw, she became this uber version of Sporty Spice. And she was like this hero on stage. She, it was it was to the point where she was this kind of like Mortal Kombat mm. superhero. Very Miss Abby, oh my God. Yes. And then she, she it's like she's rebirthed Sporty Spice. That, that is so far from Northern Star. So so very far from and that so star. far from most of her career as well and i love this big cycle she's been on and we actually were supposed to do this album a while ago weren't we and life happened so we didn't but i wrote a note here saying um i wrote frustration with perceptions of self from others reinvention 
and the complications that come from this. And I can just imagine a young 23 year old girl thinking, I don't wanna be this person who you will think I am, even though I was really successful at it. And then going 20 years and trying out these different things, continuing to try on the different costumes. And then as a woman in her mid, early to mid forties, thinking actually this part of me does give me a lot of joy as well. And, and, and the name of her latest album? Version of me. Oh, I thought it was literally just called Melanie Sue. It is, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that again. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, fine. Melanie Sue. Because it's, and to me, that's like an acceptance of self. It's like, it is. I, I am Melanie C. It I is. am Melanie fucking C. Yeah. And that's. That album's so pop. And it's so pop. It's quite dewa. Mmm. The I go in and out of love, in and out of cowbell. Dun, 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 dun. To the point where I was a bit like, so it's pretty, you're getting pretty close to Jira actually. Here, but it's con- it's very, very contemporary. And, you know, we joke about the stages thing. And yeah. it, uh, there's tracks on this album, which would also point to directions that her career would go into. It, there's a lot of stuff that she's done, which is very middle of the road. Yeah. We're not calling her an innovative soundscape mistress here no. it could often be quite radio to and not in a good way i know him so well yeah but what she's doing now seems to embrace the very best bits of contemporary pop hmm. and i live do you have any other tracks from mel c's back catalogue that you truly stand think about it is huge um you go i've got one i think it's from her second album um, it's called Here It Comes Again. Love it. And the video was Love her like climbing over this like wall of people. Right. But it's very, very all the lovers. Very all the lovers. But it's if you listen to it, I mean it's it's very um it's very euphoric. And it came out lol about the time that I came out. And um it's all about um I don't know whether she's speaking to a lover or a friend, but she's speaking about the fact that um, I can be the person that like um, helps you through this. I can guide you through this. Very chikatita. Very chikwitita. Um And it really spoke to me at that time. I in love my that. Life. Yeah. I and really love that. I I stand milk. The only other one I wanted to mention was um, one called. Is it next big superstar or next best superstar? I know of it, but I don't know her. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's very like. Um, Older Mel C speaking to younger Mel C saying like, oh. you're gonna like, or it's no, it's older Mel C speaking to the new big thing being like, you're gonna be told that you're gonna be the next best superstar. Um, and it's kind of like, listen, come to mother dust and listen to me. It's good though. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I'm gonna listen to that later. I can't, I can't, I can't help but wonder now that because she is so wholeheartedly heartedly embracing her pop roots but making it very contemporary I feel like there's been parts of her career where she's actually um, aged herself with the style of with the choices that she's made as a musician she's always gone very very adult and mature and and I wonder was that ever possibly a reaction to how childish but youthful the Spice Girls image and music is and maybe she was like I want to be taken seriously mm. as an adult now and a legitimate pop star but um, or, or even a singer-songwriter but it just never really felt right and when I go back to seeing her at that Academy 3, three. I think it's really cool Fuck. that um, the Spice Girls are so much bigger uh, than their individual What's that, what's that phrase? That really neat phrase. They're greater like, than the sum of their own parts. And they all know that. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Apart- Even Vicky B knows. In, in in the sense of what they do, the Spice Girls are untouchable in the area. Yeah. We're not comparing a pop band to a fashion Got- career. Gotcha. Get- in, in the music arena. In the music arena. Yeah. This tune's going to punish you. <laughs> um, and I think that's really, really cool. Um, but seeing her at Academy 3, I remember thinking, I've actually loved you for years. And I don't really know much about you because every time I try and investigate, it's quite boring. Right. And that could also say a lot about like uh, mid-2000s music in Mm. general or whatever. And also the direction that her record label would have been Mm. making her go in. I don't know. There's 
one more thing I wanted to bring up, mm. which um, is one of the reasons I was really glad to have this discussion in particular, which was something that came up just as the mic turned off when you and I and Bex spoke about Spice Worlds. Cool. I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's about the fact that during this time in Melcy's career, she received an inordinate amount of lesbian homophobia because there is an assumption yes. that she was gay. There is even a line yes. in Bend It Like Beckham where the mum says, there's a reason Sporty Spice is the only one without a boyfriend. Correct. And yes. we started talking about that with Bex. I think we just finished recording and we just carried on talking. And you said something like, do you know what? We didn't even touch on the fact that, oh speak, speaking about queer stuff, you know, yeah. we didn't even touch on the fact that Mel C was ridiculed for being inver inverted commas, a lesbian, a lesbian, even yeah. though she wasn't, no. just because of the way she looked. I can't, I'm so glad you raised this. It's 49 minutes in, and um, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. And irony of sweet ironies is, to our knowledge, Mousy wasn't even the queer one. Yeah. It was her two sisters in band, Malby and Jerry. Scary. Seymour on Piers Morgan. Right. Stories. Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, I mean, just, it's amazing. Just that. I just wanted to kind Absolutely. of like acknowledge it and the fact that. Um, is that so different to the comment that I made earlier about her being in that video and looking like a stereotypical lesbian? I think the Butch image was definitely in part a reaction to the Spice Girls image and going kind of hard the other way. But even the Spice Girls, she was the sporty one, at like the line from Men Like Beckham says. And it makes me feel a different sort of type of way when I think, oh, a, a, a cis, a young cis straight woman was receiving an inordinate amount of flack for um, supposedly being a lesbian. Even up to the point that she had her daughter, I think. Yeah. I yeah. remember the rhetoric was always like, she probably is gay. Mm. And that there being some kind of ridicule coming along with that. Mm. I don't know if you fast forwarded and put um, Mel C in the current context and her breaking out into her career and kind of playing with her look, whether there would be, I don't think there'd be the same rhetoric, but it was interesting to me that um, we kind of, how quickly we forget that that was even a thing. You're right. And she, and she would have, A, had to deal with a lot of fucking bullshit that wasn't even true, but it seemingly never phased her. And she didn't, I think it's quite cool that she never came out as straight either. No. I don't ever think that she queer baited. No. But I think no, she was no, like, no. it's kind of nothing to fucking do with anything. No. And but she would have been um a even if she wasn't um queer in the sort of purest, for want of a better phrase, sense, she was still a visible um queer in inverted commas icon for many people she was. a lot of a lot of young queer women i think would have looked to mel c at that time and been like you're fucking cool and you look great and i identify with you absolutely especially in the way that she was playing around with her image and her style yeah yeah and queer men as well but not in the sense of um how queer men necessarily saw the other spice girls in this kind of um pop star drag-esque ultra feminine way but mel c as in um giving visual clues to female queerness mm -hmm. and um that's a different type of pop idolization than the more draggy ultra feminine spice girl yeah. thing does that make sense yes yeah. yeah um queer icon i'm really glad that we did her i really i i felt this weird obligation to her. i was like we've done the spice girls but she in particular deserves a bit more mm. she has stuff that we should talk about um next who do you reckon will be the next spice girl we discuss Emma. Emma. Yeah. Maybe. It's the Christmas album for me. <laughs> yeah. Christmas is queer. I didn't hate... Check out our Christmas episode. I didn't hate... Um, is it A Girl Like Me? For sure. I yeah, didn't hate that. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and look, I didn't hate the kind of 60s, 2004... What Jerry did was queer. Look at me. She killed off Ginger Spice. That was but queer. It was also that the was like death of her entire career, so whatever. Yeah. Um, but now she's, you know... She's in a great place She's on the now. right track. She's playing, <laughs> she's playing Queen Elizabeth I. Um, the last thing I want to say is yeah. um, for their 2007 reunion, I can't 
and express to you now the shock and surprise that they got back together then. It's, it doesn't phase us now. If they were to reunite again now, it would just be like, yeah, cool, let's go see you in concert. But back then, they had not reunited since they broke up, in inverted collars, commas, and um, and Jerry was back Especially with Especially with Jerry. It was Jerry. That was the gag. It was Jerry. Jerry was the gag. Um, and I, um, the, the max tickets you could buy if you entered the lottery was six. And someone was shining down very sweetly on me that day because I got a lottery access and that meant that I could buy six tickets for me and five gals who I was at sixth form with. Mm. And it was so exciting because we went down to London for the day, went to the O2, concert was magnificent, hyperventilated through the entire thing. But where I'm going to is they had this section about two thirds of the way through where it kind of vaguely followed the storyline of the Spice Girls. So the five of them performed Viva Forever. Yes. And Jerry very dramatically fell from the stage. And then the five girls did their solo songs. And anyway, they reunite for like, let love lead the way and goodbye. And it's really beautiful. Well, you say the five girls did their solo songs. Didn't Victoria Beckham just do a catwalk Victoria show? Victoria Beckham's catwalk show was my first exposure to RuPaul. RuPaul. Yeah, mashed yeah. up with Like a Virgin. Huh? The Immaculate section continues. Anyway, so what did Mel C do? Well, I'll get there. Jerry did It's Raining Men. Yeah, Fierce. Fine. Drag. It's yeah, drag. Whatever. Emma did Maybe. Banger. Okay, yeah. Mel B, disappointingly, did a cover of a Lenny Kravitz song. She did Whip a Man from the audience, but I thought, you know what? Not an amazing back catalogue, but she could have done her own track. Whatever. Mel C tore the roof off the O2 Arena with a rave strobe iconic, decadent performance of I Turn To You like she was in a nightclub in Ibiza. Iconic. Looking like um, an incredible Sporty Spice, but performing her best solo song. Um, and the arena was electric in a way that none of the other four girls managed to attain on their own. And I really mean that. The other four were great. They were fabulous. They were lol. Mousy was like, you are a pop star with a capital P. Got it. And that's badass. Go, Mel. Go. I gotta go. I actually do have to go. Yeah, same. Yeah. Go. I love the exclamation. The exclamation point is queer. Go. Yes, it is. You know? It is. It is. Listens. It's it's listens. Um, What are the words would listeners like us to say through kind of our teeth together? Uh, What's the one I do that you like? Oh, it's not, yes, it is. Yeah. No. Oh, what is it? I don't know. Whatever. 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 Um, Guys, Guys. if you loved this episode. Hold up, Mr. Loverman. The first thing you better do is subscribe. First of all, first and foremost, stop the track. Bitch, if you're listening to this right now, if you haven't already subscribed, you're going to want to subscribe because... We've got, uh, we can't talk about the projects we've got coming up, (laughs) but swipe up for more. Swipe up for more. And And subscribe. subscribe. Yeah. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, definitely check out the Spice Girls episode that we did with Bex. Definitely check out the Girls Aloud episode, because even apart from the first Marcy monologue, it's just a really interesting girl band episode. Definitely check out the RuPaul episode. Of course. Um, And also check out the... Madonna episode, <laughs> <laughs> which is every episode. <laughs> binge, babies, binge. Binge, my yes. pretties, binge. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at Oral Fixation Podcast. We're also on Facebook. Feel free to give us a like. We're also on Twitter. Feel free to give us a follow. Oral Fix Pod. If you'd like to email us, you can. It's at Oral Fixation. No, it's not. It's just Oral Fixation Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me, you can. I'm at with all due respect. If you'd like to follow Andy, iconic Spice Girls reference, you can. It's at Andrew, do you think you are? And if you want to follow Melanie C, it's at Melanie C Music. The music is queer. The music is queer. The music ages her, actually. I also think that um, Mel B and Mel C became Melanie B and Melanie C um, after Spice World. I think, that's my theory. They added the any. Yeah, they were sick of being, you know, teenagers. Mel. 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 Coming soon, it's Mel. Mel, yes. Yeah, what? Where was that one?